This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, March 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Senate to take up COVID-19 aid bill. SNAP work requirements rule blocked. U.S.-China beef trade talks going well. Outbreak aid faces Senate amid growing national anxiety. All eyes will be on the Senate over the next couple of days to see how quickly it can act on a coronavirus outbreak relief package that passed the House early Saturday morning. The legislation continues a number of provisions to expand domestic feeding programs and also would suspend food stamp work requirements. The bill, which passed the House 363 to 40, would, among other things, authorize an emergency increase in SNAP benefits during the crisis and provide additional commodities to food banks. But that bill needs some technical corrections, officials said over the weekend. House leaders hope to make the necessary changes unanimously at a pro forma session this week, which could impact if and when the bill goes to the Senate. Now to the big picture. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin argues the economy isn't in a recession now and will likely recover later in the year after the outbreak subsides. He said the administration was particularly concerned about the impact on certain industries, including airlines, and also on small businesses. Mnuchin said on the ABC's This Week, quote, we're in the second inning of nine innings and we'll use whatever tools we need to to make sure the economy and hardworking Americans get through this. Judge blocks SNAP rule. A federal judge has blocked USDA from restricting states' ability to obtain waivers from SNAP work requirements in a rule set to go into effect April 1st. Absent preliminary relief, the state plaintiffs will suffer irreparable harm in the form of massive costs associated with implementing a sea change in a program that serves over 40 million U.S. residents. That U.S. District Judge Burl Howell, in her 84-page opinion, issued late Friday. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue had declined to postpone implementation because of a COVID-19 outbreak arguing that states already had the legal authority to suspend the requirements during crisis such as this. A bill approved by the House on Friday, which has presidential support, would waive that work requirement. House said USDA has provided no evidence that the state manipulation in order to expand waived areas is a real problem. USDA's new policy eliminating state discretion in designing waiver areas is a solution in search of a problem, she said. Keep in mind, 19 states, the District of Columbia, and New York City brought the suit, but the court's injunction applies nationwide. USDA's arguments opposing the nationwide scope, quote, are not only implausible, they are off the wall, or at least they were before agencies started pressing them, Hal said. U.S.-China talks on beef trade requirements going well. Talks between U.S. and Chinese officials to reach an agreement that will lead to a major expansion in U.S. beef exports have been going well, making U.S. industry officials optimistic, according to sources telling AgriPulse. Saturday was the deadline for China to agree to internationally set guidelines for maximum residue levels, MRLs, on growth hormones in beef, 
a key milestone in vastly increasing the ability for U.S. to export beef to the country. Reuters reports that China's agriculture ministry has drawn up proposed standards for three of the hormones used by U.S. ranchers. China, however, agreed to lift its zero-tolerance policy on all of the hormones. Keep in mind, China also agreed in the Phase 1 deal that it would work with the U.S. to resolve the Chinese ban on beef and pork from livestock treated with ractopamine. Those talks, sources tell AgriPulse, are underway and productive. Saturated fat limit supported at DGAC meeting. There continues to be, quote, strong evidence that adults who replace saturated fats with polyunsaturated fats reduce their risk of heart disease. A subcommittee of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee said in draft conclusions discussed Friday. Members of the committee who weighed in on the conclusion, which the committee emphasized is still in draft form, recognize they will have to address recent criticism of recommended limits on saturated fats in the American diet. A workshop of U.S. and international nutrition scientists in February concluded there is, quote, no strong scientific evidence that the current population wide upper limits or commonly consumed saturated fats in the U.S. will prevent cardiovascular disease or reduce mortality. Since 2005, dietary guidelines have recommended that Americans not get more than 10% of their calories from saturated fats. At the same time, the Dietary Facts and Seafood Subcommittee said there is, quote, insufficient evidence to determine whether replacing saturated fats with polyunsaturated fats in adults affects the risk of stroke or heart failure due to inconclusive results. The full committee will present its draft conclusions to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar May 11th. Relief after Canada ratifies USMCA. U.S. farmers and ranchers are collectively heaving a sigh of relief now that Canada has ratified the trade pact that ties it to the U.S. and Mexico and keeps in place a system of virtually no tariffs on farm goods. Canada was the third and last country to sign the renegotiated North American Pact, and now the implementation process can begin. Our leaders and members are thrilled to see the completion of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement approval process and look forward to it entering into force. That U.S. Grains Council Chairman Darren Armstrong, who stressed the pact maintains zero tariffs on U.S. feed grains, co-products, and ethanol. Trump still insists China follow through on ag purchases. President Donald Trump remains adamant that China will follow through on its promise to buy $36.5 billion worth of U.S. farm commodities this year. That despite the country's battle with the coronavirus and the economic toll it's taken. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley told reporters last week that some flexibility should be given to China on the purchases. Billions more than it would normally purchase, but Trump dismissed that and praised the country's apparent recovery. I've spoken, as you know, with President Xi, Trump said Friday. They went through hell and their numbers are starting to look very good. We're very happy about that.
Meanwhile, more than two dozen grocery executives held a phone call with President Trump yesterday to discuss the importance of the food supply chain during the coronavirus outbreak. The company's quote are working hand-in-hand with federal government as well as state and local leaders to ensure food and essentials are constantly available, White House spokesman Judd Deere said. Pi makes Keep Americans Connected pledge. Federal Communications Commission Chair Ajit Pai is asking telephone and broadband providers for the next two months not to terminate service to customers if they can't pay bills due to disruptions caused by COVID-19. Broadband will enable them to communicate with their loved ones and doctors, telework, ensure their children can engage in remote learning and, importantly, take part in social distancing, according to Pai. By the way, Pi announced working group members of the Precision Ag Connectivity Task Force. The next meeting is March 25th and will be held remotely. Here's today's She Said It. The record in this case establishes that implementation of the waiver portions of the final rule would have nationwide impact. The starkest of these impacts is the hunger that threatens nearly 700,000 people who will lose their SNAP benefits if the final rule is implemented. That U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell in her March 13 ruling. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, March 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.